Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Anika. How are you? Fine, and you? I'm good. I'm excited. Yes. Excited to see you again. <laughs> I, I really enjoy our talks in the yes. morning. Yes, yes, it's really nice, and it brings such. Uh, for me, after during the day, I, I keep on reflecting on to it on the situations that you have experience you are in because that's your experience and then my my experience or my vision in HR and agile it it wow there's so much to bring to the world mm. organizations need so yeah maybe yeah. we're done with this <laughs> yeah okay so today we have today we have the um, yearly assessment okay. uh, performance review what's very yeah hot for salespeople. Is it, you think? Well, the sale, well, my experience is that often the salespeople don't care about it because, you know, they know their numbers and they keep their numbers close. Hmm. But for some that are not delivering the numbers correctly, yes, it's like attention zone. Hmm. Will I be fired now? Um, what can I explain that I did not get my numbers, you know, depending on the culture of the organization, how they handle that. Some is, you know, linked with the KPIs. Now we're going to check the boxes. What did you achieve and what not and why not? Because you've been lazy. <laughs> no, but to be, to be honest, for me, the, the yearly assessments are kind of a paradox. On one side, I think they're very good from the leadership perspective because it's a good, you know, it gives you the opportunity to block a day and talk about how a person is progressing, what kind of things can be developed, where they want to go. Because normally you don't have, you know, apart from that time, it's it gives you kind of that point in time where you have to see it and say okay yes but let's talk about how you're feeling that's and something that. you have to do because it's in the 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 structure of doing things within hr mm-hmm. but like you say then we take a day and that's one time a year you take that day mm. then you are a leader and you have the other 219 days that are average working days mm. here that you are as a leader not able to take one day or a half day or two hours to mm. sit with your warrior because they're mm-hmm. getting the numbers, but you just comply to a structure that HR has put on. Yeah, but that's why I meant by the paradox. You know, on one side, it gives you a nice pause. But on the opposite, it's kind of completely outdated to have to wait. And normally, you give the feedback on the spot because if you have to wait until the next year for the person to know that he did a good job or he's doing well or that he's not doing well, then it's ridiculous. Mm. But now I have a question. Why do they exist? <laughs> because to me, I don't see... I have the theory... That is a way to for companies to protect themselves in case they want to invite someone outside of the company, you know, to move for, promote sure. someone out. Yes, I I have always taken it this way mm. because for me 
in terms of real operations, it makes no sense. Exactly. It takes time. They become kind of a very difficult uh, performance to put on because that means if you have a negative uh, thing to bring back, you need to kind of have the proof, remember every single example from last year. In that, for me, it's a very difficult, yes, performance Mm. to put up. But they exist. So why do they exist? From HR's perspective, what's the use? Do the company really need them to, to justify getting someone fired? For that question, yes. But the other side really? is that it's really old school. It's really old school. It's mm-hmm. dates from the 50s. So it's obsolete in a way, but we see a lot of organizations that are building new ways, like I talked about last time, the OKRs and the objectives and key results mm-hmm. that open conversation on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, every three months, you know, then, and, and what's the added value of this is just, you know, the people get numbers between zero and five. What's your score? If you have an average of fours, then, you know, we will consider you to have a promotion. A three, you're just good. You're, well, you should be good because you're paid to do that job. Mm-hmm. And a two is, mm, you know, if it keeps that way, we will need to let you go. So now what they have created is with those yearly performance reviews, if your numbers are bad, they put you in another circle where they will help you develop and get stronger in those weak zones. Gosh. So then everybody knows, oh, I'm in plan X and people in plan X are, or they improve during the year or they will get fired. Well, I don't agree with that theory. No, that's what exists. Mm. You know, you should as best open again a workshop or Auschwitz, you know, it's just the same because Mm. it brings such a huge emotional pressure to the people knowing I'm in path X and I only know next year how I'm doing. Yeah. But normally people know before, you know, they know all the way, unless really they have a very bad manager who's just waiting oh, until that the exists. end of the There year. are a lot of bad managers, believe uh, me. Oh there are a lot of bad managers. Well, in theory, people normally get the feedback on the cup, but it's true that sometimes they get it on the time and then during the performance review, they have to, people are supposed to, you know, discuss the whole year and then they forget completely about it. And then it seems like news. But tell me something, if you have this, I mean, from the, um, well, I see this kind of uh, improving the bad as a very quick way to become very mediocre because I think people, if they focus on improving what they're doing wrong, they don't spend time in improving what they do well, which is easier and better. So for me, that's, yeah. That's a very strange thing. But from the legal perspective, what happens? I mean, you, you probably know these details. Uh, what happens if you don't do this performance review and you just fire someone legally? Well, when you fire somebody, you always need to 
justify it. able to justify why you need to be to justify and you cannot just fire somebody like that you need to have facts and in you need process, do you need you to need, have the assessment i mean it could be done differently not, not as necessarily the assessment but before firing somebody you need to make sure they have been warned getting warnings mm. at least okay. three warnings written really yes and by career you, you need to have that in the best okay. case because well what i know for europe and and belgium in particular the mm -hmm. uh, the employee has much greater protection now that means that if they do not agree and a lot of employees know the law even better than the organization if uh, they do not agree they just go to um how do you call that um the, the labor uh, um judge yeah okay the they file a complaint and then you have to go and prove why you fired that individual and that was a good and healthy choice gosh okay so that's the reason why performance reviews exist then the legal reason no well there's one of of them the other okay. one is normally to know and to get to know your population and to create also with that the succession planning hmm. okay okay and there's a way to do it the the famous nine box where you know the strengths and the weaker persons etc and then you know there are positions coming or we see a lot of organizations now in a transition where they are remodeling their structure instead of having really matrix organization or pyramid they want a flatter organization well you have your hundred people in so they have to go through a kind of assessment a new interviews etc and when you have those yearly reviews you already know the strengths and the weaknesses from those individuals and if they want a leadership role you mm -hmm. can you know have conversations okay it's data and data gives you insights and then refreshes the mind okay you remember you can start a conversation on a challenging point to help develop the individual but okay. it's not always used that way hmm. how could it be simplified how would you because i see now from the legal perspective obviously you need them but I think it's just a very, very big waste of time in many cases. A waste of time and a waste of big, big effort because when you look at mm. big companies and even smaller, doesn't matter. It always put a lot of pressure on HR because you know that, for example, now they are coming, the preparation um, around June and then the managers need to have the conversations with the people. Then the people have to give feedback on the final report from the manager, agree, not agree, we discuss, etc. So in September, that is done. And that can then be filed by HR. But HR is preparing everything almost six months to a year before. And it's every year a new cycle. So it's such a workload for HR. And what do we do with it? You know, we just capture data. And what do we do with the data? Nothing, nothing, nothing. We don't use it to have conversations. 
like now we could have conversation around uh, diversity and inclusion. For me, diversity and inclusion is for for much much more than just a color. You know, it's more <laughs> than that. But now we could have those conversations, and then afterwards, HR can challenge the managers with saying, "Okay, the the employee thinks he scores a four. You believe it's a two. Hmm. Why is that? How come?" Because then as HR, you help then the leader and plus two to ensure that his leadership team is living by the values and the culture of the organization. Mm. But often that doesn't happen because HR is that, oh, it's the manager. Well, you know, N plus two knows his manager, so I have no impact here. Well, you're the guardian of a great culture. You're the guardian of the values, HR. Hmm. So today we see a lot of, and it still exists, but it can be done in a very easy way. And today a lot of businesses, organizations are bringing tools where HR is just there you know, to be sure that the buttons work, but are not really owner of it. Hmm. Because they want to have more frequent conversations. They want to be able to capture the data in total transparency where good things are said, where bad things or not that nice things are said, but it's captured. And there's like a conversation, feedback from the manager, feedback from the employee. And that are things that then HR can observe and get like a flag when something is on or to say, okay, maybe now we have a conversation with three or four so I can mediate, see what's going on here, you know, open it much quicker. And there are a lot of great tools online for that. And that's happening more and more, but it takes time. And often HR, when you look at those yearly performance review, it's a big chunk of administration for HR. Yes, I'm an HR manager or director. I need my 20 people because 10 of them are just busy with the yearly review. It's such a big deal. No, but what is your fucking added value? What's your added value to the people? Yeah. And that's starting to change bit by bit. And we see the new generations, they really dare to do that because they know how important data is because data is proof. You know, we can have a conversation, but at a certain point when we have data, it helps us to go to the core in a secure way. Hmm. You know, I'm not saying you are doing bad things, but I'm just having a conversation that these are facts and numbers. And it's not the best for you and neither the best for the organization. So how can we go through this? How can we help you? What do you need? And having those conversations, you need great data. So in the ideal world, how, do you, how would you see it working? Because for me, ideally, you know, once a year, I write a letter. This is what I think your greatest strengths are, this is what you need still to, to make sure it doesn't derail 
Good luck for next year. Ideally, it will be that instead of uh, how do you feel for, you. for me. You know, that will be. And during the year, of course, I keep on giving my feedback in the spot to the people. That's ideally for me. That will simplify my life. But ideally, from your perspective, what should happen? Because I don't have, you know, the whole overview of HR and the implications of this assessment on the whole company. But ideally for you, what would it be? Well, ideally, I believe we are moving forwards more heart-centered leadership Mm -hmm. and um, I wrote an article about that in 2012 and everybody didn't move and now you have all the fancy heart-centered leaderships popping up but that's a fundamental and to have that like I say leadership is no different like parenting if you Mm -hmm. send a letter or a text to your kid once a year how is he going to feel engaged to you to Mm -hmm. your purpose how is he going to respect and look up to you? Yes, but this this would be me. What I meant about the letter is not for the person, but more because you said it's something that the company needs. Yes. You know, but for, for my interaction yes, but how with the people... How objective is your statement about it's a judgment? He did this good, his strength is there, he's this and he's that. And yes, no, it's better when you can capture in action and measure it. How do you do that? Well, there are a lot of tools for that. Like what? Like, like, I don't know them. I mean, it's like CRM for employees where you just cross cages I've never seen anything like this yeah there are a lot of conversation uh, tools and uh, tools to have those feedback moments okay where you can define in um, like the values or behaviors you want in your organization and you can put scores all that is prepared at the back end Okay. okay and then once you have your conversations online like this with your employee you can mm-hmm. say okay now we log in to our tool and what about this okay do you agree that now this conversation was a two because we were tense and this and that so it gives the opportunity to all have the same language mm-hmm. when they say you perform good and you deserve a three we are all aligned when when the neighbor has a tree it's similar it's mm-hmm. different because it's a different person, but the quality is similar than what the organization is looking for. Okay. Okay. And then you capture that mm-hmm. data and, and next time in a month or so, you can say you can plan in those tools or next conversation and the individual will have, you know, in his agenda directly, they can even have a conversation conversation with um, with a smartphone but it's about having conversation daring to go deep in those conversations and speak the things out that even are difficult but at the same time scoring it in the system yes and aligning both there's the manager and the employee yeah, yeah of course of course because often the yearly reviews are first top down and then the employee can say something on the scores or signs or doesn't sign, agrees or doesn't agree. But there are little conversations to open up, okay, what's going on here? 
why do we not agree? Hmm. Because not agreeing does not benefit the organization. Mm -hmm. It always leaves some tension. Yes. Okay. And then when you have a tool like that for you as a leader, it gives you directly, you know, you have those red dots, the people who need more attention and those who don't need that much of attention. So with that, you can say, okay, I have a scrum meeting. We sit five minutes with the yellow ones to know, okay, what's going well? What do you need my help for? And what's your next focus, for example? To yeah, but that, those things happen all the time, but it's just, it's not necessarily registered, you know? And it, it would be just even more complex. Not I see. necessarily, not necessarily. Yes, just imagine I'm having a conversation and at the same time I need to type and cross the dots. Yeah, because those things normally are on the head of the leader, of the manager. Yeah. Th those things, you know, this person is struggling with this, so I need to give him uh, coaching or negotiation, or this person is, uh, you know, like behind. Well, imagine, imagine now, that's yeah. a perfect example from you. That's a perfect example. And there are a lot mm -hmm. of leaders like that. But you know, okay, you know that from that person A. What are you going to do with that? that he needs coaching on negotiation. But either I give the coaching or I find him someone to, to coach him. It depends. Okay. It depends how deep it goes and how much the person needs and how much time I have. Okay. But then okay. You, you know it, you know what you have to do and you just do it. Obviously. Okay. You know it, you know what you have to do and you take action to do it. Yes. Okay. But this here, if I have to, in addition to all that thinking and all that action, I have to log in all this information into a system for me just because our job in itself yes i understand that's your perspective okay? mm -hmm. that's your perspective now there's another manager who knows it who has it in his head he knows what to do with it but does nothing with it new mm -hmm. yearly performance comes and that individuals you know you've been really crappy you know your negotiation skills you haven't moved up you've done nothing to expand your your skills you know we will not keep you and the manager stays there but the guy is fired he just had a baby he's fired that's the reality mm -hmm. what do you want him to say nothing he goes home crying and then HR says, oh, well, you know, bad review. That's what happens. But when you have the data, you can have a conversation reflecting on the responsibility. What did the manager do? Why mm. did you take action towards HR? And HR has the data, so we'll take action before. And that means that if the manager doesn't take action towards HR, if HR needs to come to the manager, that's a bummer for the manager. Because he's a bad leader. Mm. That comes in his review. Doesn't yeah. take care about the, his team. His team doesn't get the proper support or training. Mm. Because we all know that at a certain level in the organization, there are some, some communications or things that are not discussed because it's at a leadership level. Like what, for example? Like this, there's hmm. a crappy manager. No, he's okay. a bad manager, but his sales team does great. 
but he does nothing. He's overpaid because he does nothing. He's just there and blah, 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 but he does nothing. Mm. That exists. The people do it. And the people leave because they are done with that crappy manager. And people are fired because that crappy manager doesn't take any action to understand or to help the, the team members to become better, like you said, maybe following a course in negotiation. In 10 years, that guy is still there. He gained 10 kilos, getting fat and red. <laughs> but his figures are okay. So okay. we cannot fire him. Mm. You see? I see. I see. The way this system of, you know, recording everything works both ways in theory, right? Yes. Yeah, in a triangle. Yeah. In a triangle. It sets you as a manager, okay, you capture just some details, you put a score, just some things, mm. conversation, awesome, sees the impact, going to look and contact HR for a training. That's all. Then the individual had a great feedback session with my manager, very happy and confident that our relation is back on track. HR, hey guys, here is a proposal for some trainings. Let's sit together and decide which path you want to follow. Thank you for your great work. And then you can have like a celebration online also, you know, hey, mm. celebration, it's fixed and it's opening up more of what goes well and what doesn't go that well, but what doesn't go well, we are doing something hmm. with it in an open space. And how do you approach, or how, what is your perspective when you have a situation when the person, the employee, is completely disconnected, disengaged from the company? Let's say you have a big team, everyone is enthusiastic, delivering, happy, learning, but there's one or two who are completely disconnected. So you cannot necessarily, it might be the manager, yes, it could be, but it could also be just, you know, it happens, people get disconnected from companies. So what is your perspective? Do you keep on, you know, trying? Because I believe everyone can really get to a fantastic place in performance, mm -hmm. provided they are committed, engaged, etc. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it seems like some people don't want to mm. for, for some reason, you know, it's difficult to, to know why, but they kind of found a way to survive in the company without necessarily delivering, not making mistakes. So they're, they're kind of in this Great. of, I'm not bad enough, so they fire me, but I'm not happy to be here i'm not learning anything yeah and i just come and punch my card and leave at the end of the day how do you go about it because from the leadership perspective i think you can you cannot make someone motive you know get motivated you cannot, no exactly you cannot so, motivate somebody no i think that comes from within a person has to find a way to link his interest to the companies so that he feels, you know, this need of contributing and learning and positive energy. But sometimes people just lost it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how, how do you do that? Because from the leadership perspective, 
you can give the training, you can, you know, go coach this person, travel with that person, show how you see it, discuss it. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if the person doesn't want to move, exactly. there's nothing you can do. So how, because I, I see this, you know, leading from the heart perspective, would go and say, oh, give him time, try to understand it. But how much is no, that, enough? I, no that's, not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I don't believe that. I think, um, well, in my experience, I like to be very open and transparent with, with, with anybody. And I've seen that it always works like that. Because mm-hmm. if you have a, the open conversation with one, with that sales who is disengaged, depending on the age, eh? is it somebody in the 20s? It's somebody in the 40s. Why is it in, disengaged? Often there are two aspects or they stay in the job because they are afraid. Mm-hmm. One, afraid of losing their status or losing the income. Mm-hmm. And they think, you know, nobody sees me here. I've been here for so long. I'll stay here till, you know, maybe something better comes. Mm. Who can blame him? You know, he's playing the game. Nobody's saying anything and paying his salary. Yeah. And then you have the people who, they just don't see it. They, they are just like apathic. They're, they're just there and they think they're doing the best. You know, they, they think they're doing the best, but in fact, they don't really like the job. They just rolled into sales because they've heard from friends, you know, in sales, you can grow, you can make big money. That's mm-hmm. the best way to, to grow your career. So I'm in sales, I'm doing that, but in fact, I hate it. I really don't like it. It happens. I've seen it's, very, yeah, very dramatic yeah, cases. Yes. <laughs> so if you start having those conversations, there was once, a consultant who called me and he said, I've got an issue here. It's a guy He's for 20 years in the organization. We are transforming the organization, setting up a new sales team and a new way of, of sales. But how should I approach that individual? Because the managers, the management, the CEO is very protective of his people because, yeah, you know, they've been with me for so long and blah, blah, blah. Mm. I said, one, that guy is your problem, the CEO. You know, why does he want to change that guy now after 20 years? That guy, he had before 20 people, then performed bad 10 people, then always performed bad five people, you know? And now he's with one guy, a new guy who started from school. That's the guy he is leading. I said, that's a lot of money spent on 20 years for a guy who doesn't do anything. He's not Mm. even inspiring for a team. That's your CEO who is a bad leader. Yeah, but in that case, for your consultant, it might be the situation, but how do you go about it? How yes, do you? Then you go and ask questions as, okay, now this individual, you know, this is the plan we want for the future. This individual doesn't move. And then they say, because it's on a list of problem people. Yes, but he's a problem. You know, he's been with us for 20 years and, you know, we, we've taken his teams away, but well, what is, why don't you take the right actions? Why didn't he develop? And why didn't you fire him? What's holding you back to fire him? Mm. Why? 
because it's not a service to the, to the organization because everybody sees it, everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people speak about it. Yes, but he's tolerated, you know, the boss likes him. That goes around and around and around. Happy culture, and then you see all the values. We stick together, we respect each other, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But for me, honestly, to keep a person who's not in the right place is kind of a, an abuse, a moral abuse to that person. Not to fire someone. I, I understand that the perspective from people, and in some cases it might be, firing someone seems cruel. But in many cases, not firing someone, it's even worse because it doesn't allow them to you know, they get to a place where they can really enjoy their life and they can really enjoy the team they're in. Because some mm -hmm. people really, they deserve the opportunity to go and look somewhere else yes. for a better place for them. Yeah, totally agree. And yeah, I, I always, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, you know, firing yeah. someone is not, is not something you just do like this. No. And, but sometimes it's the only choice. Yeah. Because otherwise Often you I've take... heard from people that have been fired, you know, in the beginning they were afraid from, oh, what am I going to do? But afterwards you see them again after a year and then they say, oh, that was the best gift ever because of I was course. such in a golden cage. I would have never left by myself. Of but course. now I'm, I'm a freelancer or I start studying interior yeah. design or something. And then you see those people totally open up. Yeah. Yes, but this, I think there is a very negative perspective. Yes, but I think it, it depends on the intention, like you said before, mm. and that heart-centeredness. What's the intention of firing something? If, if somebody, if you have data and you can say, you know, you no longer fit. We have got a lot of mm. uh, people not being happy about your performance, your, your way of communicating, etc. It's no longer a fit. Have you felt that also? You know, just having a humane conversation and then let it go. It's not nice, but you you are responsible for an organization where you have other people working. And if you demand a certain behavior and want to have a certain culture, you have to make sure that you have the right people in your basket to make mm. that happen. Of course, absolutely. Protect them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also the fact that companies insist on keeping certain employees just sends the wrong message to the rest of the team absolutely there's nothing more demotivating as a leader or as an employee to, than to have someone who's performing poorly and who's kept in a team because it yeah. drags the, the standard of the team just goes to him yes everyone says oh if he's coming in doing nothing, and he's not delivering, if he's not committed, then why should I bother? Exactly. And, and for me, that's, that's the difficult part. You know, when it comes about this, okay, this person should be given this many warnings and this should be written and this should be done like this. And sometimes it, it's just, it's not about how many warnings. It's just that it was probably a bad choice or mm -hmm. on the way, it just didn't the person didn't evolve along with the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's not yeah. the end of the world. I wish I think there was a, a 
a bit less of a taboo around letting people go. Yeah, yeah, it is. I agree that the, it should be respectful and it should, and the intention, as you said, should be mm-hmm. for both the interest of the company first yes. and to keep the person's interest in, in, in mind as well, because sometimes it is a torture. If a person doesn't know how to negotiate and you send him to negotiate, every two days, he's just going to have a heart attack. And it happens. You know, it happens a lot. And unfortunately, people think, oh, you can teach him how to do it. You can teach up to a certain point. But if it's not in the person's personality, exactly, you cannot go all the way. For no, you him. need it's to just, help uh, So I think, yeah, for, for me, my wish would be that, yes, assessments, Yearly performance you <laughs> need to be uh, sliced up in shorter periods and having those conversations mm. that are meaningful for the organization, for the leader, and for the individual. And dare to be open in that yeah. manner with the right intention. Yeah. And then, you know, we can have an argument. It's okay. The intention is to get out of this or that. So it's okay. Yeah. That's what people should learn. Yeah. So it's important to have them, even if we don't like them. <laughs> but we can start. <laughs> but it's it's to more start important to have them. the discussion. Yeah. Yes. Mm. We can start changing it, but HR needs to take that in hands and make it easier for themselves, for the business. And for mm-hmm. the people, more transparent. Yeah, I think I wish HR was a bit more involved, or but not, you know, because I get the feeling that HR gets involved just when there is an issue. And yes, I, I, in what way does HR show mm-hmm. they want to be involved? Yeah, you're so busy with the performance review, mm-hmm. with the meetings, with the blah blah blah, you know. They are great HR who are very involved and very in innovation, you know, tries what the people and this and this. But I think I can count that on one hand way of speaking. Mm. So, and it, it's also very different in different cultures. Uh, when you look nice. at US, uh, there are a lot, there are some of, of great inspirations in HR uh, but when, when you speak with people in organizations, um, they are not, I mean, it's not 90% who is wow like that. Yeah. So what we see online and what the reality is, there's a big difference. But I think if we start to look at ourselves and having these conversations like we are trying yeah. to put them out and that people can think, oh, yes, I relate with that. I relate with that. Well, that's where we start spreading the seeds and see where it goes. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully, fingers hopefully. crossed. Yes. Wow, I see the time. Whoa, Monica. Very interesting. But today it was, a, it was an interesting topic, so it makes yes. sense. That's what we yes. took performance can make simple for HR and certainly for the leaders engaging in shorter and better conversations with people deeper conversations yeah yes yes yeah it's interesting what you what you say about the 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 words that you can use can you name a couple so that people can 
go and check maybe what options there are? Um, I know one in Belgium is called Intuo. Intuo. Okay. And there are different ones. I had once collaboration in um, in Norway. Um, I can maybe post them afterwards here in the podcast because I I did okay. two years ago a lot of research around those tools. Okay. And yeah, you got from the simple one to the one where you can put a whole learning and development plan in it. So they exist. Okay. And they but that, that's interesting. It's yeah. I think it's interesting for everyone to to yes. know what options do we have because so far I just see the Excel sheet. Yes. With the repeated questions. Yes. That keeps you busy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. But thank okay. you very much, Anik. Always nice to learn from you and your perspective. And from your perspective also, because it gives me a total other side of uh, and your personal experience. So that's yeah. that's nice. I hope the people enjoy it. Yeah. Have a good day, people. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Mm.